Hello, welcome to episode 9 of my silly little podcast, aka What's Your Damage Deafy. Um, I know I sound tired, that's probably because I am. I have two quizzes and two exams this week and I do not feel good, let me tell you that. And it's just a lot, the SATs are next week and blah 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 blah, all that. So it's just stressing me out and I'm tired, I'm trying to study a lot, but I'm also kind of burning out I think. I feel like I'm really overwhelmed. Um, what else should I say about my really fucking boring life? I'm usually sad these days because bad things keep happening. I'm not happy with the events that take place in my life currently. But hopefully everything will be better at some point because I guess it has to get better because when you go through hell usually um, after a relatively short time something really good occurs so hopefully that happens I know how optimistic I sound and you probably assume that I'm just this depressed teenager but I'm mostly a very hopeful person and it's sometimes just that ass stupid to be hopeful and yet I remain hopeful, which I shouldn't because in the end you get disappointed. This is not even the fucking point of this episode. Okay, so guys, <laughs> to, on today's episode... We are going to be talking about the Netflix movie 2021, um, the year it's gone out. I don't know why I said it like the movie's name is 2021. Okay, the movie we're going to be talking about is Don't Look Up. Can you hear the claps of the audience? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, So today we're going to be talking about this super funny and also kind of dark comedy and sci-fi and end of the world movie that is also really popular and that has also been liked I would say because it got 7.2 on IMDb I got I gave it like a 9 I think either 9 or a 10 but I don't think I gave it a 10 because if it's not serious enough I don't I don't like waste my 10 stars because I have a superiority complex that I have to um abide by I guess (laughs) um also in the popularity list that IMDB has this movie is number 20 which I think is a pretty big deal because, like, think about all the fucking movies out there. <laughs> so it's really popular now because it just got out and I watched it, like, two weeks or a week ago, I think. Um, And I really liked it. 
as you can tell by my rating. And we're going to be talking about it. I think we can consider this episode a follow-up episode to the end of the world sounds awesome episode because this is also an apocalyptic movie it is mainly comedy it is directed by Adam McKay who has written skits for SNL and who is also the director of Vice which was nominated by many many Oscars and it was also Oh, he's also the director of Succession, which is a really popular show. I didn't watch Succession. I didn't watch Vice. I just do research for you guys. I'm not really into SNL either. Like, I like the whole cast and stuff, but I don't just, like, sit down and watch SNL for some reason. Most of the people just assume that I'm, like, a really hardcore SNL fan. I'm not if you made, like, a reference to one of the skits like in like a form of a joke I would probably just look at you like what did you just say I'm sorry I have no idea what are you implying yeah so that's depressing but at least I do my research right (laughs) so this movie has a glorious cast let me tell you that because I'm gonna just say it I've never seen such cast. Like, this cast was just something else. Like, there's Kid Cudi, there's Ariana Grande, there's Timothy, there's Meryl Streep, there's Leonardo, there's Jennifer Lawrence, there's Kate Blanchett, there is Jonah Hill, there's Tyler Perry. Like, it's just one hell of a cast. Like, I don't know how my dude McKay, like, just brought all these people together like it's so weird how they were all just available at the same time and they're just like so irrelevant (laughs) like they're so not related to each other but also it's like one big pop culture um festival you know what I'm saying and I think the acting was definitely great I heard that Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant um, from DiCaprio, and that probably happened in the set, or at least, like, after they met at the set, and that is just weird, because Leonardo DiCaprio is, like, 50, and Jennifer Lawrence is, like, 30-something, but I think that is an improvement, because Leonardo hasn't dated a woman that's above the age of 25, in a really long time I think maybe never for fuck's sake because you know what I love that man's acting but as a feminist I hate the way he acts and how indifferent he is like the moment a model turns like 25 whatever he just breaks up with her and also they're always models and my dude has like a huge ass six-pack tummy and of course he doesn't give a shit about that because he's a man and he's talented and rich enough to be able to just like pick up girls like that and they're models and they're all super skinny super pretty and all that and it's just weird I don't support that but this whole Jennifer Lawrence thing maybe just shows how he improved himself 
and just like started looking for actually meaningful relationships although this episode is not Leonardo DiCaprio's um, personal life at all (laughs) I don't really care but you know um, as much as I've gathered um, from social media and all that these are my opinions and you don't have to agree with them obviously if you want to talk about this if you want to if you have a counterclaim please come at me I actually want to hear your opinions but if it's like misogynistic I'll stop you and I'll just run away (laughs) whatever the cast is great (laughs) and that's what I meant basically that's like the main idea of my eight minute speech about Leonardo DiCaprio's love life and whatever so the cast is great let me tell you the synopsis two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet earth it's very intriguing i loved it 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 kind of starts right in the middle not right in the middle but right before the very exciting thing happens i think the opening scene is like kate which is the woman scientist discovering the comet while she's basically just doing nothing just like checking out the sky for fun because she's a nerd because she's an astronomer and she just notices the huge comet very um coincidentally um and then she freaks out and then she tells randall about it which is the other scientist which is the male scientist leonardo dicaprio and also, Kate is um, Jennifer. And then they just like, I think they talked to another scientist friend first. And then they go to the president. So the president is Meryl Streep. And although the character, at first you're like, oh, she's a modern um, president that believes in science. And she seems... Like, wow, a woman president, you go girl kind of stuff. Like, you go through all that. And then you notice that she's basically a replica of Donald Trump. And there's no difference (laughs) whatsoever, except for the fact that she's a woman. And that kind of tricks you into thinking that she'll respond in a more logical way to the existence of this comet. And she'll actually take action. But she doesn't. The media also takes no action and they just like talk about it in like Good Morning America type of shows, not doing anything, making jokes about it as if this is not actually happening. So logically, the scientists go crazy because they're like, dude, I'm telling you we're going to be killed by this massive comet and I'm telling you all about it. And I even have ideas on what we can do about it, what we can try. And you're not doing anything. And you have all this money. You have all the resources. And we're trying to make the public aware of this. And they're not being taken seriously at all. And I also consider this movie to be a really feminist one as well. And it also just criticizes society. Um 
in a really really detailed way if you can like catch it first of all once the public starts you know paying attention to this whole thing it's always the male scientist who is going on tv who is going on ads who is doing all the serious meetings with the president or with the government with sorry with the government and the woman scientist kate who actually discovered the comet herself is not involved in any of these just because she thought that the public should know and she kind of went crazy about the way the government responded very rightfully so by the way if you watch it you'll see it she has every right to go crazy and she doesn't want to lie to people so she's just excluded from the whole thing and also she's a woman so when there's some kind of advertisement to do when there's some type of um any serious type of interactions with anyone the male scientist is there but they always exclude the woman scientist when she's the one who is doing most of the work which is fucking ridiculous but also so accurate considering what takes place you know in real life so it criticized that very well also ariana grande is also a pop star in like the show um along with kid cuddy and i honestly the way they respond is pretty stupid too um they make this like they throw this huge concert um about like the comet um for no reason just like this emotional ass concert like a few days or like the day before the comet hits the planet and it's so ridiculous and the way they like talk about it it's so ridiculous because you are about to die my friend you're about to die like what what kind of response is this whatever that's ridiculous but the way I think McKay criticized how like the media responds to actually serious issues um is really accurate and I'm glad he did that. So like same with the government, it's very much familiar to no, similar to the Trump administration. If as you keep watching, you keep noticing it more and more. And there is this other dude, Peter, who is kind of like Elon Musk, I would say, who claims to know everything about science, but actually he's just on like tranquilizers. He knows nothing, but he's like super rich. So he gets to decide for the entire planet's future. And she has like this weird ass ideas with like no, you know, background research or experiment um so it kind of really really reminds the real world it's almost like we're watching something that happened before so (laughs) yeah that's i i really love the movie guys it's super good and i usually don't even like sci-fi at all but this was 
mostly dark humor and it was just really funny and really accurate and was if you're um interested in psychology sociology like anything related to how humans behave um individually slash collectively and why they behave that way like if you're interested in these topics you should definitely watch this movie i think because it really makes you think and question you know throughout the whole thing and you are observing something really accurate and uh that's also quite blatant while being accurate so with the humor with the exaggerated humor it's very much out there it's right in front of your eyes and the things that are exaggerated are the stuff that's usually more implicit in the actual society we live in but come to think of it these things are not unrealistic at all so that's like one of the things i liked and and this issue kind of divides the people of united states into two i guess there is you know this is after people finally start hearing out the scientists it takes a time it doesn't happen right away because the government kind of keeps them in the background and they don't want um the media to have any information like the people the citizens to have any information on this and they keep telling them oh everything is under control when everything is just hectic as fuck and so there's like this more i guess you could say leftist no liberal left i would say who are like you should look up and it's right there so the way it blows up is when people actually start seeing the comet in the sky when they look up they see the comet and that's like the only proof they need that's when they actually start believing it because it's right there you're seeing it you don't have like you shouldn't even like you can't deny that it's there it's right there in front of your eyes so they're like look up see it accepted um and support scientists so that they work on this and they save the world and then there's more trump type of people with the president so at some point the president just kind of kicks the scientists out because they believe in something else and they um follow they want to follow a different path than the president the president is like oh let's just remain ignorant um until the comet hits us and we all die and it's just too late so he kind of has that perspective which is really annoying like that character is so annoying she's so trump and i think meryl streep did a great job on that whatever and then this side is like don't look up that's i think where the title movie title is from they're like don't look up don't look up don't look up that's like their slogan which is like so fucking stupid because what the fuck does that mean like you literally look up and see it and it's right there i wonder what kind of um explanation the goddamn president can give you about this when you can actually see this i think this is really great 
um, because this movie came out in 2021. It just came out, I think, kind of, like, a month ago or, like, two months ago, I would say. So, basically, at the end of 2021, which is when there is a pandemic going on, and in the United States, there is the liberal left who is like, look at the vaccines, look at the statistics we have look at how people are hospitalized less when you get the vaccine you can literally just see the numbers you can see it from your relatives how um their quarantines go way smoother when they're vaccinated and it can get how it can get deadly when you're not vaccinated of course that's not what happens always no one can promise you that you won't die even though you're vaccinated because that's just the way the world works. But statistically, you can see that it's very clear, like the vaccine very clearly works, right? And then there's the Republican side who are like, don't look at the statistics. I don't believe in this. Jesus already gave me everything I need in my body type of shit, right? So it's kind of like this whole comet thing is like a, metaphor I feel like I don't I don't I'm not that kind of person by the way I'm not like one of those people who are like oh this is a metaphor oh this is symbolism like I like believing that things are just what they are what they seem to be and there is no deeper meaning most of the time I think we just try to make things deeper to forget about the fact that we're all gonna die one day and nothing is gonna matter it's just our silly little attempt feel like we're important when we're not so yeah I don't really like metaphors (laughs) but I do think this is a metaphor because the situation and how two different groups respond to the conflict is very very similar to what we're going through right now and (laughs) it kind of just hits us in the face and it's like does this seem familiar to you? <laughs> and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> so I, li- I like that about this movie as well. And of course, I will talk about how the apocalypse coming is really exciting to watch. And I love, like, I can consume any apocalyptic content. And, like, people can give me the same thing over and over again. They can feed me with this same old thing over and over again and yet i'd still buy it (laughs) that's the thing with me and apocalyptic content i just have a thing for it and i think i deeply talked about this in the end of the world sounds awesome episode but i love how it makes nothing matter and makes you notice how Everything you work for so ambitiously, so carelessly, can be taken away from you with one click. And it's just one snap, one second, and it's all over. Because that's how small we are as humans. And these kind of emergency, um, face-to-face, you know, faced with death type of situations really show us that emotionally and with in this movie with the character 
Yule. Um, I am also going to mention one of the things that I really like about a potential apocalypse. And it's that there is no class difference. (laughs) I think this is great to see how everything in the world would work out if there were no classes. Like no low class, middle class no discrimination because in the end it doesn't matter if you have billions you're gonna die because that comet is hitting where you live too and you cannot do one thing about it i mean you can go to space and whatever but there's no life in there yet you know what i'm saying like we haven't really colonized in there yet so you wouldn't really be able to do anything um so it kind of eradicates Every single thing that matters to the human society um, and shows how meaningless they are. With Yule, he is homeless, but he can all he also loves video games. He doesn't have a job. His hair is like super long and he is, as Kate says, he's something that she wouldn't normally hook up with at all, but as the comet um, gets closer and closer, Kate is like, oh, whatever, we're all gonna die anyway. And then, she, you know, she makes out with him at first, and then they actually start having feelings for each other. And I get how Kate might be like, oh, he's a homeless dude, and I'm a scientist. Like, I, I won't do that in, like, a world in which everything just, like, functions normally, but when there's a when there's a disaster right next to you you don't really care and you actually get to know that person according to their personality not according to how they look what they do how much money they get but just to experience them as a person and i think that's great i'm not saying that i want a comet to hit us at all but it's just so I don't know it's there's a certain type of comfort in assuming that you know in imagining that um and with you she just like falls in love and they start thinking about marriage even and we get to know you more and by the way, Yule is like by far my favorite character in the movie, and I love the line, Oh, I fucking love fingerling potatoes, and I think that was improvised. <laughs> Timothy improvised that. Um, I love that man, guys. He's such a funny dude, and he's like so attractive and charismatic. I love Timothy. This is a Timothy fan club. Um, I thought I was over him, but this movie just brought it all back, you know instantaneously um and (laughs) yeah so Yule was a great character and I think he kind of emphasized um what I'm just trying to say like in a scenario in which apocalypse is coming and nothing really matters and yeah so um and so I with the ending 
So you basically watch the characters um, until the very end of the world. You know, you see the fucking comet hitting the world and them just like flying all around and everything exploding. You see everything. And there's a really funny after credits with like the president's son who is still like in the world and he's like he's like live streaming which is also you know um criticizing the society because my man is like the only man on earth and he's like live streaming saying yo look at me i'm the only man left on earth and (laughs) you get the irony he's the only one there no one's gonna watch that live stream and yet he cannot make the connection and obviously that's exaggerated but um there's a lot of truth in that and yeah so the ending is super emotional actually because um brandall and kate make up you know they get back together they work for the um to kind of defeat the comet and their attempts fail um they're also attempts by the government but they fail even more miserably because there's no science behind them um, they're mostly developed by this, like, Elon Musk type of dude that I was just talking about, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and no one is, no one knows what they're doing, and, (laughs) and so they fail, and Brandall decides to get some groceries and cook for his family, um, which he hasn't seen in a while, and he also cheats on his wife, and he's an asshole, but then they make up in the end because, who cares where they're gonna die in like three hours so they listen to music they drink wine um they spend time they spend quality family time together and they do it until the very last moment which is really emotional and um it was a very striking scene um i had kind of had this like weird tingling in my stomach I didn't really know how to feel I didn't know if I wanted to cry but it's like I don't know it's just I think the end of the world is like such an idea that like we cannot fully comprehend that we don't really know how to react to it even when it's like um you know um showed to us with like a certain structure and scenario we still don't really know how to react and maybe it was just me i'm an emotional person so i might just be um overreacting or whatever but yeah and i also think similar to the class thing it had some really existentialist um points the movie, I mean, I that was such a bad sentence, I'm sorry, I'm getting sleepy, <laughs> and, um, so it's basically when you see the entire government working to stop the comet, and we see them failing, we see them giving up, we see them being like, oh, fuck this, I have a family, and it kind of makes you realize pretty harshly, I would say, that no one in the world actually knows what they're doing. They're just as clueless as you are. And there is no real authority. 
which is basically an idea that's connected to existentialism. And I think that was, I I love existentialism. It's really interesting. It's really broad. I can never, ever claim that I know everything about it. But I felt that in this movie. And I think it's really just made fun of that entire thing um, pretty smartly. And yet still um, in a really hilarious way. So I really love this movie. <laughs> keep talking about how I love the movie and yeah I mean that's the main point I did love the movie and I just wanted to talk about it and share some ideas and that is kind of it I guess I know this is like a relatively short episode but it's just I have a lot I need to do for school normally I was like maybe I shouldn't do it um I shouldn't do an episode for March and I should just skip it, but full honesty here, (laughs) I do this for Cass, first of all, so I didn't really want to skip it, and second of all, I really wanted to kind of make an episode about this movie, and I wanted to have my opinions fresh since I just watched it, and I didn't really want to procrastinate recording it, basically, so... Yeah, I also want to once again emphasize how much I shipped Yule and Kate, um, as well as how much I hate this patriarchal society. <laughs> the Both of these ideas were, no, opinions were, um, you know, strengthened by the movie. <laughs> And yeah, that that's these are like my final points and I hope I get to watch even more apocalyptic content, although with school I can't really watch anything um extra at all. I'm currently I mean Euphoria just ended today, um so I won't be watching that anymore. But I'm currently I have I'm binging um how to get away with murder murder <laughs> and it's a really good show. I love it. Um, but except for that, I'm I can't even really watch anything, and I don't really have time for anything. But I, you guys know, I love the content, so I feel like there are gonna be like multiple episodes about um, apocalyptic scenarios in pop culture. So I can't wait. I can't wait to consume more content and share more ideas with you um hopefully i can come up with new ones because there is this repetitive theme going on in my mind that like when i watch something apocalyptic i kind of think of the same things like how nothing matters how unimportant we are as humans existentialism blah blah blah. they kind of just they are in a loop so unless the movie strikes something uh, in me, like a new thing, like something uncovered, um, just like the Yule thing and like the class thing I said, um, I will keep doing more episodes if that happens. But if that doesn't happen, I'll probably stop because who wants to listen to me talk? end of sentence but also who wants to listen to me talk about the same shit 
um, over and over again. Literally no one. I also have no energy to repeat myself. Actually, in real life, it's something I do all the time. I think I might be get, I might have gotten that from my mom because she does that all the fucking time. But gotta love mama, obviously. Um, and I try not to do that that much. So, um, hope you liked this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you finished the entire episode and like you just listened to me sitting there or doing whatever you needed to do, that's fine. I'd, I'd love you guys to listen to me like while actually, you know, doing some stuff and you're just listening to me as like company while doing something boring. That would make my day. Please, if you do that, like if you're listening to me while cleaning your room or whatever, let me know because that would be the cutest shit ever. Like the way you listen to it because like it feels like I'm there talking to you. That would be so cute. I would cry and kiss you. Um, Again, if you have any episode ideas, if you want me to do any episodes on anything related to movies or pop culture, just tell me, share it with me. If you want to give me feedback about my episodes, I'm also listening. I'm open to constructive criticism. Please don't be rude, though. I'm already going through a lot. <laughs> um, take care. Um, hope you enjoyed again. And see you on the next one. Bye.